And welcome back. I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the Turntable Teachers. And class is back in session. So for today's episode, our agenda, we have uh, a first segment called Tardies, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in just a second. Our main lesson for today, the Grammys. We're going to mm-hmm. recap the Grammys. We're going to talk about performances we liked, we didn't like, uh, basically just our reactions to all of the awards, awards and performances and even a few other things that kind of like those in between in between segments that they had to kind of like bridge the gap between the performances and the awards. There was a lot of stuff that went on through the night, so we're going to kind of try and trim it down to maybe highlights and lowlights, but I don't know. We'll try and do our best to get through as much as we can. And then to round it off, homework this week will be some song recommendations. We since we haven't done song recommendations in the last couple of weeks, yeah, everyone's say. been getting lucky. There's been no homework for a while, yeah. You know? Especially yep. like over February vacation, we couldn't do it to them. But now we're gonna be back, so have to give them some homework. <laughs> Fair enough. So our first segment today is tardy. So this segment we're gonna drop every once in a while, and uh, what this is is so if Cody or myself is late to the party or late to school if you will. Uh, basically what we're saying is late to hearing an album, especially one that one of us has already recommended. Uh, like a previous episode or something like that. We're going to give that person a tardy. And whoever accrues the most tardies to the halfway point of the year is going to have to, spoiler alert, uh, give out uh, buy the record that we will do for our vinyl giveaway that we're going to do over the summertime. So we're super excited about that. I hope I don't lose Mm-hmm. However, I am getting the first tardy today, so I'm not really starting off. Not the right not off to a great uh, great start with. That I was late before. to school. Yeah, so <laughs> I think we can forgive you this one time, but still gonna have to go on the record, you know. Yeah, that's all right. So my tardy today is going to Tierra Wax, Wack World, which I kind of just recently, the last like few weeks to like the, a month or so, have given a listen like extensively because Cody, you were talking about it crazy on List Week, and then you it was even a. Uh, I think Our it was first a episode, yeah, the yeah, very a, first episode. Yeah, so I had had basically no excuse to not listen to this this album, and I'm really happy that I eventually gave it the listen that it mm-hmm. did. So yeah, I, I get the tardy. I I I'm definitely should. Um, dude, this dude, I can't it's wait. Great. It's really good. I really can't wait for Tierra Whack to like actually drop a full like project, like you said. She's got so many just. Like she's all over the place, yeah. and with her genres. Well, like, and that's why I was of... uh, really suggesting it to like everybody, everywhere of any type of music, because it just kind of bridges so many gaps between genres. It's awesome. I love versatile it so as hell. Mm-hmm. Very versatile. So many different styles. This is like a breath of fresh air to me. Yeah, like it feels, you know. And and you can almost tell that she has so much music in her, and I feel like that's why it was so all over the place. Because the song was only a minute in, she's like, "Nope, I already got another idea. Let's get going." Like, yeah, another song, another idea, another theme. It was original, um, like super original. Uh, I thought the like overall, like the production, it was colorful, vibrant, textured. Um, her cadences were really cool. She had some good flow patterns, and also one of the things I wanted to mention for sure was you had mentioned the fact that all these songs are one minute. You're like, oh my god, I want more. I want more. Like mm-hmm. some of these songs, like songs like "Fuck Off," where I was like, oh, this is like really weird, but then also like it grew on me and it was cool. And then yeah. "Hungry Hippo," dude, like I replay that so much because so I'm, catchy. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. and actually, at the time that we're recording this right now, today, she actually released a full-length track, and I mean, spoiler, I'm probably going to talk about this at the end of the episode today, but I think it's the first full-length song that she's had on any streaming platform, so that's really nice for fans like us of like her music, but all we really have are those little one-minute snippets, so it's cool to kind of see her in a longer, more drawn-out environment. Really excited for whatever project that's going to be a part of. Yeah, so anyway, if you have not given Tierra Wax Whack World a listen, the amount of times we've talked about it at this point, you're you're just late there's to no school. Excuse. There's there, no excuse. There's no excuse for being late to school. So Mike, one, Cody, zero on the tardies. <laughs> I have a feeling it won't stay that way for very long, but... I can't wait. I want to get... Oh, well, yeah. I want to give you a tardy for something. So we'll... Oh, okay. Very, very I, soon. Very soon. <laughs> maybe next episode. I have a little bit of a chance to try and make up for it first, yeah. but yeah. it's coming. All right, so we're going to jump into our Grammys review, essentially. So how this works, first off, we're going to talk about just like overall the night, how it went, what we think it went. Uh, we'll talk about the performances first. I think that was... Yeah, get through a yeah. couple performances, maybe best and worst. Yep, and then last but not least, we're going to give the awards. And how we kind of did this, we basically, before the Grammys aired, we each made two lists uh, one was like if we were the Academy then who would we pick to try and win these things who would be like our personal uh, winners out of every category 
And then we made a second list that was more predictions. Like, okay, this is who we think is actually going to end up coming away with it. So, uh, obviously, we can't talk about everything that won through the whole night. But kind of the big ticket uh, awards will have more or less two guesses that we had. And then the actual winner. And then kind of our thoughts on all of them. And the night in as a whole, I guess. Yeah. So, let's jump into some of the performances, shall we? Well, actually, before the performances... Alicia Keys. I don't know. We like, should talk like, about Alicia Keys. Because that right. was how the night started. You know, like right off the bat, uh, Alicia Keys was coming out there and doing her thing hosting. And what do you think? How do you think she did? So overall? I, I think that Alicia Keys does her best with being really personable and really like relatable and kind of that ideal interviewee uh, person where like she's going to be really laid back. You're going to get some really nice like humanizing moments out of her. But for a really big award show, you almost need someone on the opposite end of the spectrum of like really big and loud and out there and egotistical because they need everyone in the crowd to pretend like they're actually worth listening to for two, three hours. I mean, what did the Grammys go for four hours, right? That, that night was like eight to midnight. Yeah. So I like really that. like Alicia Keys and I didn't think that she did a bad job. I just don't think that she was really putting out the energy to kind of get us through the like absolute slosh that is the Grammys in yeah. some points, you know? Dude, I thought she was really corny in some places and mm -hmm. areas. Like she just kind of like, it was just made me cringe sometimes. And I agree with you, man. Like I love Alicia Keys. I think her music's really great. I think her personality is really great. Uh, I think just her in general, she's good for like the music world, but I don't like her in the role of a host. Yeah. I just don't. It just needs a little bit more energy for me. It's it's yeah. not the time to sit there and talk about these are the songs that I I wish I had. Even though that was a really cool segment, but like her commentary in between every every song was just a little which one you which strange one she was playing like all the mashups and everything. Oh, that like was that. Real, I didn't it think was that really, was really cool. It was it was really cool. I just felt like for some reason what she was saying in between was just she was like ah I wish I wrote this song and then I wish I wrote this song. I don't know maybe it kind of got missed on me, but well, I think that was she could have said a little bit more. The whole point was like they were like songs that she wished she had written. Yeah, I thought it was really cool though that she was playing. I think a lot of people were saying this too, like the two pianos. That was that was, that was very dope. talented. Yeah, that was really dope. As far as music was concerned in that little segment, I loved it. That was yeah. that was really really cool to watch her kind of showcase her own artistic ability for a bit. I thought that performance was actually maybe one of the highlights here. So let's jump into some of our maybe like our favorite. Performances, performances of the night. One of yours came right away, didn't it? Like right yeah. off the bat. Dude, I really liked Camilla Cabello. I thought she came out really strong and I loved the set. I thought the 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 whole backdrop and sort of the whole just aesthetic that she had was like super cool and the, yeah. the choreography was really great. I thought she just as a performer was very engaging. I mm -hmm. uh, really brought it out. Um, if it only had been Cam Camilla Cabello, I probably would have loved it a lot more. But then I feel like Ricky Martin and Bad Bunny come in and completely ruin the whole thing. It was such a strange choice. I'm not sure where who like who on the drawing board was like you know what we need ricky martin on um, this grammy he's like no we'll pull the 2019 grammys together ricky martin some of these collabs were hits and some of these collabs were like major misses and mm -hmm. i thought like this wasn't i don't say it's like a major miss because there was a couple misses that were way worse than this but yeah it, i mean on paper it was like okay like ricky martin camille cabello like similar sort of styles i see the appeal potentially of like them collabing but i just didn't think it was it didn't really pan nah. out the way they thought it would i didn't think so either see i liked the showmanship of that i just i think my issue was with the following two people as well like if it was camilla the whole time it would have been great but then out of the other two it just was kind of lifeless like yeah. they were just there it was like camilla cabella and then these two guys in the background kind of half-heartedly putting together a performance i i don't know it that the second half of it wasn't great for me even Young Thug, I just was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Like, I didn't... Forgettable. Yeah, I didn't... I, I actually just remembered he was there now mm -hmm. that I'm thinking about it. And he, as a performer, did not wow me at all. Like, even a little bit. And I know that verse on, on that song isn't exactly his most, like, upbeat and energetic. But I just didn't find him to be super engaging either. No. And I heard he had almost gotten... I think he almost got arrested before. Really? They almost, he, he almost didn't make it. They were. He was driving with a couple of his friends, and apparently they got pulled over. Oh. And there was, I think, either I don't want to like put, you know, I don't want to be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure there was some kind of firearm in the car, and or something like something that. Something in and the car that shouldn't have been. That shouldn't have been. And it wasn't flag. Young Thugs. It was like a, it was like a friend. But they, they almost all went to jail or something crazy. Jeez. I don't even know the whole thing. And just recently, just kind of a nothing. I saw that uh, J Cole just just mentioned that he's calling Young Thug a a rap genius. I did not see that. I did not see in that. In an interview, I can't remember where it was. I just saw it recently. But he's calling the way that Young Thug, I guess, raps or the, the way he 
rhymes different words or like his the like whatever words, his flow patterns is whatever it is i don't again i probably i'm like kind of paraphrasing a bit right now but he's calling young thick a musical genius or a rap genius which i not sure i completely agree huh. with i'll have to go and check his reasoning for that because i feel like that's one of those statements that has like a really big i don't know like defining reason to yeah. it like he's not going to be like oh he's a rap genius and just leave it at that i feel like there's got to be something more to it but i'm really interested to see because i don't know yep. jay cole he was just kind of given the business to like the newer generation of rappers not even that long ago and so to hear him kind of come out and praise i mean i know young thug's kind of been around for a little bit now which is weird a while. to say yeah but i don't know it's interesting to hear him give credit like that to someone out of like that vein of rap so second performance i think we both were a big fan of um was the Janelle Janelle or not the second performance of the night but the second performance that you and I both kind of yeah. held in very high regard well, we talked like this entire like we were texting back and forth this whole night yeah which and was yeah especially I, mean, I feel like this is during this performance uh, the text kind of like phased out a little bit because we were both we're so, so engaged into it. Oh my God, Because Janelle Monet put on an absolute show Dude, for us. Dude, that robotic, like, dancing choreography oh, they had. Bro, she is unbelievable. Like, I don't know what oh it's called, God. like a circle glide or something, but whatever it was that she was doing around, like, her footwork was awesome. It was so cool. It was funky. I love that song anyway. I know that made your list. Oh, yeah, made that made my like... list, and that album made one of my lists, too. That I have was, a whole, that was awesome whole new appreciation just for that song now after listening seeing the... Um, seeing the performance on the Grammys I, I do she did fantastic man like I really loved this the charisma she brought uh, to the stage I thought it was a really nice uh, nice performance one of my favorites for sure well it was super night. high energy which was really nice because I think that she performed right after Casey Musgraves who is super talented and I absolutely love her and I had her on my list but it's really like kind of slow and mellow music so it was really nice of the Grammys to put like Casey Musgraves and immediately after Janelle Monet, high energy, get everybody kind of back up into it, wake everyone up a little bit. Um, but I don't know. That was that was, that was my favorite one. performance of the night. I think it was like, my favorite too. By far. That one was that or another one I'll talk about in just a second. But another one I want to briefly touch upon was Sean Mendez and Miley Cyrus, because it actually kind of surprised me as much yeah, as me I, I liked it. I uh, dude, Sean Mendez is, is very talented. And I have not given him, I don't think, enough credit that he has deserved in the last, you know, however long he's been around, maybe a couple of years now. And Miley Cyrus is maybe one of the best, like, vocalists that is out there right now. She can sing so well. She performed twice mm -hmm. that night. She was Shawn Mendes and I can't And with Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, with, um, like, that, like, three-part duo. I think Brandi Carlile or someone else was out there at the same time with them, too. Yes. I can't remember who. She can really sing, though. And I did hear that they got a really good chemistry. Sean yeah. Mendes and, and Miley mm -hmm. Cyrus, which I was pretty pleased to see. And I think in an interview, I think it was, I think on the red carpet before the actual Grammys, Sean Mendes was talking about potentially, I think he and uh, Miley have a song coming out soon. I actually so, didn't know that. Yeah. So I would be pretty interested to see how that song like ends up coming out and seeing like how it ends up sounding. Well, and that would make sense if they have some chemistry, because if they've been in the studio working together for a little bit, they kind of already get that going. Yep. I, I'm definitely noticed, I don't know if this is the first time that Sean's performed at the Grammys or not, and I know that's a very big, kind of stressful environment to come into. Big stage. Um, on some of his like first few notes, you can almost kind of feel him being a little shaky, but then Miley came out and was like belting next to him, and then it almost seemed like he was like, oh, okay, and then he started belting his notes too, and started actually hitting some of those upper notes with confidence, not like falling out of them after a second I know he uh, kind of copped out of one of the high notes but it wasn't like it actually negatively affected the performance at all I, I was really impressed by him honestly yeah he, I was too he went out and he actually delivered the song the other performance that so I say my, my second favorite performance of the night uh, surprisingly because I was really kind of shocked that he was not really featured that much on the Super Bowl halftime show was Travis Scott mm -hmm. I thought his performance was fantastic because I loved at the very beginning how he brought out James Blake and Philip Bailey, and they did that sort of rendition of Stop Trying to Be God, yeah. and it was very, like, uh, chopped up. Like, they chopped up the whole song, and it was very much more stripped back, and the, they uh, one of the Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, members was doing the harmonica in place of Stevie Wonder, and, yep. and Richard Bailey was, uh, no, sorry, Philip Bailey was uh, doing the sort of, like, the backing vocals, and James Blake, obviously... I one of our favorites, just, uh, just haven't talked about him, Assume too. form, yeah, oh my god. But um, and then Travis, I was really really happy with. Uh, some people are criticizing it, but I loved how he kind of crooned that auto tune along with uh, James Blake. Uh, I thought it was really really great. 
when I, I was reading uh, a couple people say that he had like almost the most rock and roll performance of the night and it wasn't even a rock and roll artist like, right because of that second half that of the second half with no bystanders mm-hmm. oh man he that was great when he was in the cage and the whole mosh pit in front yeah, and people are like climbing up on it and like shaking yeah. it and everything I thought someone was gonna fall off of that I was watching for it the whole time yeah and then he was crowd surfing in the front mm-hmm. like dude, dude that his energy like that is what Travis Scott is all about in terms of like his energy. And he did a just, really good job of embodying him. Yeah, as like an artist. yeah. Which I didn't think the Super Bowl did at well, all. He literally came out and did like what one verse a second. One, yeah, one verse. It. And like, how are they gonna make him come out after just bait and switching everybody in America yeah. with um, the Bubble Bowl? Like, they show one second of SpongeBob and everyone thinks Sweet Victory is about to come in, and then it's just an intro for Travis Scott. So. Like, they kind of set him up for failure right off the bat with that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that to everybody. I was, because I, I, when I heard he was performing, I was like, oh, like, please don't tell me he's going to do Sicko Mode again. So I was actually mm-hmm. really, actually pleasantly surprised he went with Stop Trying to Be God, Then No Bystanders, which actually go in order on the Astro World album. So there's and, a little bit of flow right there, too. Yeah. So if you listen to the album in order, you're almost kind of used to hearing those back to back. Those back to back. And uh, just the juxtaposition of each energy of the different energy that each one had, because I thought mm-hmm. just again, like I know I've said this like probably three or four times throughout our our tenure here, but like see what I did there. Ooh, tenure. I like it. I like Teachers, it. Teachers, you know, gotta yeah. keep it, gotta keep it consistent with those <laughs> uh, with those themes. Um, but anyway, stop trying to be God's like one of my favorite Travis Scott songs like ever. Yeah, and of the year like of 2018. So I was I just I was just really pleased to see to see that performance so those were really the ones that I liked the most I probably Janelle's and, and Travis's were like my favorite and then obviously Alicia Keys I thought was like super cool too so. yeah. yeah the only one that we haven't talked about that were my favorites I mean we already mentioned the Janelle Monet performance um, was her when she came out and I mean before I even talk about the music the guitar that she was playing was so cool She's, it was a yeah. see-through Fender Strat and I've never seen one of those before so you could see like all of the gear like the mechanisms inside of the guitar where the pickups are all connecting in and then you could like see through it. I don't know. That was that was definitely a cool choice on her part. Um, I think one of the most impressive things to me were actually the low notes and the low runs that she was doing because I don't think people realize that for someone like her to have that wide of a range is super impressive. And especially how strong she was hitting those notes in her low register. It's really, really difficult to do that. Um, takes a lot of breath control and kind of keeping your nerves down. And on a big stage like the Grammys, that's her first time playing the Grammys so that's that's damn impressive for me like as a vocalist to see um they brought in a choir so yep you know that naturally is going to win me over I've mentioned that a million times they had those choir backing um like in the second half of the song then she played a solo she went up there and like shredded for a little bit and like I I know it wasn't anything super technically advanced but you don't need to be it it fit the feel and the energy of the song so well I don't know it, it really blew me away I already was a big fan of her going into the night and I was hoping she was going to come away with uh, some awards which she did and I don't know this uh, this performance is kind of like the pinnacle on top of all of that for me yeah the other one actually I forgot that I want to mention too is Diana Ross because I'm a big Diana Ross fan I, oh you know, yeah them I, doing that I, little I, tribute I thought that was super cool the only gripe I have with it and it's not even that big of a deal but that she didn't do like my two favorite songs from her like Upside Down or I'm Coming Out mm-hmm. which again different choice like I'm, I'm at least happy that they at least had her on so um i thought that was like a nice grandson for that afro that thing was that was impressive that was that was some impressive hairdo like coming out of coming out of there yeah he was that he was very confident (laughs) when he came well well, they did i'm coming out he did the the grandson did come out to that so i was like all right she's probably not gonna sing the song now but either way um do you want to talk about performances that we couldn't stand or like our least uh, favorites because there's I mean, a few that i as much as i don't want to have to relive them i i think that we have to for for our viewers we might as well where you know, do we where would you like to start because there's only, only two that i really want to like just completely just well there's only one that i'm going to talk about so i mean i figure we'll we'll trash on our communal uh one of our least favorites first and then i'll kind of let you go off on on the second one but it should come as no surprise that Cardi B is uh, not one of our favorite performers of the night. Um, it was yeah, tough. Was, it yeah, was tough to get through. That was bad. Which is funny because I actually really like that song. Yeah, it's not a bad song. Money's kind of dope. Like, that's one of the only songs that like, when, when they started playing that, I was like, okay, this might actually be salvageable because I'm not a huge fan of her music. Nothing against anybody who does like it, but that's just not really for me. But they started playing that song. I was like, okay, I might be able to get into this. And then in the first 
maybe three words, you could clearly tell she was lip syncing. Like it oh, was, she was easily lip syncing. It wasn't. No it way. wasn't even a question. Well, because of the way that uh, like they used the edited version of her lyrics, and I think you would. I mean, we were talking. I think you had mentioned something along the lines of like that they probably didn't trust her to like not. Swear, swear and everything like that she yeah. was lip syncing so bad and I didn't even think like her energy as a dancer like and just the choreography of the whole song because the the music video and like just the energy of that song is like pretty high and I just didn't feel like the performance at all matched no. what it was supposed to be so I hated that and I'll talk more about Cardi B a lot later in the actual awards because like I'm super pissed that she won rap album of the year but I won't again I yeah, we'll, so we'll save that for uh, for the time yep. for the time when it comes up. Yeah, that that performance was was a brutal. major head scratcher. Brutal. I oh god, and like you could tell she's almost never used lip sync like software. Any she's never had to do it before. No, because every word she was doing that like really over enunciating, like really using your lips a lot to try and make it look like you're talking. Almost like when you're trying to like mouth something to your friend across the classroom, like that's what she basically looked like, just really overdoing it. Man, brutal. It was brutal. Yeah, exactly brutal. And then the other one that I think we both agree it's not very good at all was Post Malone and Red Hot Chili Peppers, which I was interested to see how that. I didn't going into it. I didn't think that would be like um, a duo that would necessarily not work, but it, it caught my eye. It caught my yeah. eye a lot, like seeing those two names together. It it didn't work. It did not pan out. It did not pan out. I mean, my God. Yeah. <laughs> when when Post is the best singer up on stage, you you know something is going wrong. I don't know what happened to Anthony Kiedis, Kiedis, I forget how to Kiedis. pronounce this. Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis' voice, but he just was not really on his uh on his best performance today. Yeah. Not his A game. Not his best. Uh, yeah, they, they just didn't really mesh. Mesh, yeah. I just didn't think it meshed. And it's funny because a lot of Post Malone's songs have a, like sort of some, some rock influence. So it, it wasn't like a completely out of left field like sort of duo there. Well, I can see but RHCP being like a huge influence on Post Malone. I can see, I can right. see him probably growing up listen to, listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers. And when he's finally, or not finally, but he's going to an award show, hey, I want to kind of bring in this band that means a lot to me. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it was really what, that well thought out. I, I thought the best part of the performance was when he was sitting there with his acoustic, like mm-hmm. the very in the very start. Like, yep, that yep. was the highlight of that one for me. Yeah, wasn't a good. I think you mentioned even too the aesthetic of it in the middle weird. part. Yeah, in the middle part when he was like by himself, he was walking around that really uh, like foggy hallway that was supposed to kind of look eerie. But if you looked at the walls, it was all those really tight multicolored tiles that you expect out of like the hallways that go into bathrooms at movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So it was just like an album. <laughs> it was just a performance of post walking into a long hallway bathroom. Like, I mean, I don't know where he was singing, but uh, definitely did not like the aesthetic of that, it was bad. that little part. It was bad. Yeah, it was not great. That's for sure. Any but, other performances you want to, you want to address? Uh, no, I think, I think we've ripped into them enough. I think uh, the, the other performance, I mean, there were other good ones. Brandy Carlisle had a good performance, um, and it sounded really similar to a Pearl Jam song, and then I saw that Pearl Jam actually posted on Facebook saying, like, hey, congrats to Brandy Carlisle. So that almost made sense. I guess they're connected somehow. I don't know. There were a bunch of other good performers, too. I know we already kind of said Casey Musgraves had a good performance, but in all, I, Dan and Shay, I thought they were pretty good too. Oh yeah, and uh, I don't know, know which one it was, but one Dan of them or Shay, yeah, whichever one. One at of the, the very two, end. he hit a huge high note, an yeah. absolutely monstrous high note, and he held yeah. it for a bit. That was impressive to me. I just never heard of them before. Oh, I've heard of them. There's a song. I think it's called like "19 and Me" or "18." I don't know, something like that. It was like mm. a while back, but it's. I like I like them for the most part. Like they're they're pretty solid, and I really enjoyed the performance that they put on. So that was a good one too. That was a highlight. But yeah, no, I, I like I think we what covered Camilla, Janelle, Travis, and her as all of our highlights. Yeah. Oh, and and Sean with Miley, and then Cardi B and Post kind of bringing up the rear for oh. for ones that were a little forgettable easily. But so moving out of performances into the reason that all those performers were even there that night were the awards. Um, mm-hmm. We have a good selection, kind of the highest ticket awards, if you will, that yeah. we kind of picked out of each uh, category. And, I mean, set things off, might as well start with uh, the Record of the Year winner. 
Um, so who did how, you who did you want to win that one? Okay, so yeah, well, I guess we'll go in the order like who we wanted to win, who we guessed we're gonna win, and then who and actually, actually won. did win. Um, so in this one, I wanted Childish Gambino to win. Um, I actually had guessed that they were gonna give it to Cardi. I almost any category that Cardi was nominated in, I assumed that the Academy was gonna give her the award. I was pretty glad that that was incorrect this time because Gambino did end up coming away with it um, with record of the year. What what were your predictions going in? So I thought Gambino, no, excuse me, I wanted Gambino to win. Okay, so I we, thought, we were agreeing there. I totally did because I thought that song like made, made my list. Well, my honorable mentions yep. of 2018. So I really uh, the songs. So I really wanted Gambino to win, but it's I thought Shallow was gonna win. Because that movie, and and rightfully so, that that had Cat came away with some awards. This, and I wouldn't have been mad at all if the Academy had chosen Shallow because I think that song is beautiful. Mm. And just Bradley Cooper as a singer is just so surprising to me. Like that may be one of the most surprising things of 2018 was how good of a singer. Yeah, that he actually has a voice. It's pretty incredible. And that movie itself. And I will say this. I did not want to go see that whatsoever. And my mother was talking about that for like two months before it came out. So like it was just sort of just in stone that I was going to end up having to go see that with her. So I really was looking forward to it and actually walked away from the theater, like very impressed. And I loved that movie. I've heard and that sentiment sentiment from a lot of people that it was, it was a really, really good. impressive movie. And Thanks mom it. for bring, making me go to that. Cause it was actually really good. Yeah, it, I've, <laughs> I've heard great things about the movie. It, it's kind of been like this wave sweeping the nation. So it made sense that that could have ended up coming away with record. I'm glad that Gambino did. Yeah, me too. I, I think as far as influence is concerned, there there wasn't really a song or a record like that this year that was like kind of doing quite as much socially as that did. So that right. was that's definitely a that made like the an most easy winner. Um, album of the year. So who'd you want to win? So I wanted Janelle Monet. I mean, her album made it onto my album lists. I can't remember exactly where on it it was if it made the top ten or if it was honorable mentions. And we all already just kind of were talking about her performances. I really, really wanted Janelle to win. I thought Drake would, but what were what were your predictions? I so this one was tough. I, I wanted beer bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone because it because it made so high on my list as well. Yeah. So, but I had I there was no inch of me that thought it was going to. I thought Drake had this one all day long, and well, he's such a big name. You know, like yeah. when I saw him getting nominated, I kind of assumed that it was almost the same thing with Cardi B. Like anything Drake was nominated for, I thought he was going to kind of walk away. Walk with. away with. This, I think this was probably the shocker of the night. Yeah. That this Casey Musgraves one. won. Casey Musgraves Golden Hour. Album and, of the year. Yeah, and I will say this. I, I didn't really listen to her that much this year. I don't have a lot of... Um, Country background? Or, I, not I background, do, but... But not with Casey Musgraves, for yeah. sure. That's for sure. And it was funny because she made your list for 2018. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And I liked her performance. So... I don't say she's not deserving of it because she is. I think she was even pretty surprised when she won her her. Oh, her face was like utter shock. It was yeah. and it was almost one of those like true shocked reactions, not the one that they rehearsed in a mirror mm-hmm. ahead of time. Like, okay, I need to make sure I look like really good when I'm surprised. You could tell she was genuinely confused. Like, did not think she was going to win at all. Yeah, and and didn't, so that I, was nice. She was, was one of the people I think had to pull like a piece of paper out too, and yeah. was like reading off a piece of paper. That kind of shows. She didn't even think it was worth it to prepare because right. right. she had didn't give herself even a remote chance of winning it. And she even said she was like, "I can't believe I." I think pretty sure she said this where she's like, "I can't believe I won it out." Like I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but can't believe I won out against all these other amazing artists. Which, yeah, yeah, like I I agree. So I, at least I'm happy that the Academy decided to kind of go in a different direction and actually maybe pick the best album. Because, again, I can't say that it was because I didn't listen to it, or at least for my opinion, but um, as much as people are saying that it was really, really good, I... Yeah, I'm, I would have put it at least in my, my top three in that field. So I, I think it definitely is deserving of an award for being a really, really good album. Yeah. I didn't expect it to get it in the way of album of the year because, I mean, I think it also did win country album of the year. And I think she won country song of the year. I could be wrong about that one because I don't have that like right in front of me. But I'm pretty sure Casey did come away with one or two other Grammys that night. I thought that would be where it kind of ended. Mm-hmm. Not for an overall album. Either way, I'm really happy for her. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay, song of the year. Song of the year. This is actually one of the few ones where I didn't have two different guesses because who I wanted to win and who I thought was going to win were the same exact person, Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. I thought that was almost kind of the obvious mm-hmm. pick in this category. I'm assuming you probably had exactly the same thing. Uh, I wanted This Is America. Again, 
it was funny going into this this Grammys. I thought Shallow was going to sweep the field on mm. everything. So I thought any anywhere Shallow was there, I thought was going to win. So I thought Shallow, the Academy was going to pick Shallow, and I was again very pleasantly surprised they picked Gambino because I thought Gambino again that song is just so pivotal and especially in the day and age we're in politically that that was just such a great message of a song so i'm super pumped that i was got kind of a little upset that gambino wasn't there yeah um, it would have been cool to see what he had to say about about the song itself yeah but i'm super pumped that he won as many awards as he did because that song man is is something, something it's powerful different. it's powerful it's powerful, it's powerful. and Be- like i was saying before just sheer like just from the sheer impact of that song being released how many people were talking about Mm -hmm. it the music video it was all I could hear about or listen to Mm -hmm. on like any radio format or any online like music streaming service Mm -hmm. forever it was it was so big for so long so I I feel like that was almost a no-brainer that like thought it was gonna win wanted it to win did end up winning song of the year great best new artist I I wanted Georgia Smith I thought Greta Van Vliet was going to win, though, and not that I'd be happy about that, potentially, but yeah, it wouldn't have been. I thought that Greta Van Vliet was going to win. Uh, what'd you think? So, I, I agreed. I really wanted Georgia Smith, and especially, I mean, her album made it on my albums of the year. One of her songs made it on my song list of the year. Such a good album. Um, Such it, a good it's album. incredible, and there's just so much there. I know that we were having a conversation not long ago about, like, really the depth to the album, how there's a lot to unpack each time you listen to it. So, I was really really hoping for Georgia Smith. I've liked that album more and more with every listen. I'm actually a little upset that I didn't put it on my on my <laughs> list, honestly. Uh, but anyway. It was, it was great. Uh, I mean, I thought that her was going to win it, and especially where they had uh, her like performing, and I think she had another award later on in the night. So I thought her was going to come away with it. It was really, really surprising to see Dua Lipa. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. Um, she had that song with uh, Calvin Harris a little earlier in the year. Okay. And that Kiss. song, I think, was actually nominated in like a different category, too. I'm Probably. not sure if it won it, but I think it did get a nomination. Yeah, so, I mean, whatever. Uh, I'm not that angry about it, but I, I don't think that she deserved it at all. I thought there were like at least three or four better choices there. Yeah. Like, no doubt about it. Like, I thought definitely, uh, I would have even been a little more, I would have, it would have made more sense if, uh, if Greta Van Vliet won. Well, yeah. And especially, I mean, where they did end up coming away with a, with a Grammy, like later on in the night, it would, I I feel like it would make sense for another Grammy winning artist to be also get best new artist. Cause if they're a new artist who won a Grammy, that almost kind of says that they're the best in whatever field it was that. Uh, the Grammys nominated them for, or at least in their eyes. So I, I don't know. That was I don't really know enough about uh, Dua Lipa to really talk about her that much. Me neither. I can't I say I've listened on that one to Calvin her. Harris track. That that's probably the only time I've heard her too. So I mean, I guess this is a good chance for me to go and broaden my horizons and listen to someone new. I just didn't expect it. No, I didn't expect neither. it at all. Okay, so the next award is the Pop Solo Performance Award. I thought this was going to go to Beck because I almost feel like with alternative and like pop music, Beck ends up always taking awards. Um, I So I, I kind of wanted him to get that. I, I really, really thought it was going to go to Ariana Grande because Sweetener was a huge album last year and people loved it. Actually got some good critical acclaim. Uh, what about you though? What were what were your like suggestions and predictions going in? I was a little torn because I love Better Now by Post Malone. I thought that song was really good, but to be honest with you, I didn't think it was good as good of a song as God Is a Woman, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande. So to be honest with you, I was really pulling for Ariana. Yeah, I wanted her to win because I think that song is again like we were talking about powerful songs, and that was a powerful song. So I wanted God Is a Woman. I thought God Is a Woman was going to get it. I was a little surprised that. Joanne got it. Yeah, by got, Lady Gaga, Gaga. kind of coming out of nowhere with it. Uh, and again, I'm not angry about it. It's fine, but I just didn't think that. I don't know. I didn't think she was going to. It wasn't get what it. either of us really expected. No. I, I feel like, especially no. when you're talking about a pop album, I I don't know. I, I feel like the Ariana album. I heard people talk about a lot more, and I heard songs off of it all the time. So it, it was a little surprising to me. I mean, I power to Gaga for winning these awards, especially off of uh, off of that movie but I just I don't know it, it kind of surprised me it, yeah. it threw me off yep uh, best pop duo uh, which we have to talk about the fact that Julian Edelman and Devin McCourty were 
the guys that that was hilarious. Yeah, I loved that. I yeah. loved that. It must have been really tough. It must yeah. have been really tough for that audience to like go out and clap for them. That was hilarious because you know, being obviously Patriots fans that we are, it was great to see the two of them go out in LA mm-hmm. and after just beating their team and, and have to deliver giving an award. Yeah, that was awesome. Didn't they even say something kind of? Like, didn't they say, like, oh, you guys were giving us an award, like, last week, and now we're giving yeah, you an award? Yeah, yeah. So, that's, uh, I like that. I like that. Throw that little dagger in there. Yeah, I was all pumped about that. I, yeah. So, I really thought Shallow was going to come away with this. I wanted Shallow to come away with it, and... I, I felt the same way. Yeah, it, I was it, like, I was, that was it. This was another one of those categories, almost like before we were saying with, like, the song of the year was a no-brainer. This was a no-brainer for me for the pop duo performance that... Bradley Cooper, Cooper and Lady Gaga were gonna come away with it. Oh yeah, I, I had no doubt. Again, super happen. shocked that like Bradley's voice is really that nice, and I don't know. I it was kind of yeah. it, it was a huge song like we were talking about, so it just kind of made sense for that one to win out of that category. Uh, pop vocal album, I again, I, I felt like Ariana deserved it. I thought she was, she, I really wanted her to win it, and I honestly I was just happy to see that. Taylor Swift did not win it. So, congrats to Ariana. I think mm-hmm. she deserved it. Do I think she should have got performance as well? Yes, but that's okay. At I'm least she got one. She got one, so I'm happy about that. that. That was another one that I had my personal pick and who I thought the Academy was going to pick as Ariana and Ariana. So, that was that was another kind of clean sweep as yeah. far as my, my recommendations or guesses are concerned. Yeah, if anything came out of Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson's relationship, it was that album for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Not any of their seven to eight matching tattoos that they've all now completely gotten rid of, but either way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, best rock performance. I was so happy about this. Yeah, I was I so happy be, about I this. I figured you were. Because like, I, I had picked as my personal pick Chris Cornell to be the one to come away with it. I thought Greta Van Fleet was going to take it because Greta Van Fleet's kind of been like the big thing this year in rock music. For some reason, everybody is falling in love with Greta Van Fleet. I haven't been one over yet. I still think they're just kind of like a washed out version of Led Zeppelin, which nothing's wrong with that. Like It's not like they're a bad band. I just don't really get the hype. So, I don't know. I was really, really pulling for Chris Cornell in this category. Yeah, and I thought just be, I, I wanted him to win. I thought he was going to win. I'm glad he won. I just, I think that, be, you know, him dying the last year, it, he deserved it. And yeah. it was right, it was rightfully so. Well, and he was the one who kind of got me into singing and everything in the first place, like singing along to his songs from mm-hmm. Temple of the Dog, Audio Slave, Soundgarden, and a lot of his uh, acoustic songbook stuff. So, I don't know. That was definitely like a really, really happy moment for me because I was like crushed when he when he passed away so that was a i don't know kind of nice little posthumous award to give him on like on I the agree. way out i thought so too but then best rock album listen all right so I'll, i'm gonna be honest i didn't listen to any of the albums on this list not mm-hmm. a single one the only person i even remotely like had heard all year long was greta yeah so i can't say sit here and say i wanted an album to win i just thought greta van vliet was gonna win based off how much i've heard from like them be mentioned this year and so I really don't care that they won, but I, I know people are kind of up in arms about it, and you're kind of one of those people too. That, oh yeah, because they're like Led Zeppelin light, as some people have said. Yes, like I, I just think that them winning is a product of the Grammys nominating one of the weakest fields I have ever seen. So like on this on the field uh, for this uh, award was a new Alice in Chains album. We had a Fallout Boy album. We had a, a Weezer album. And then uh, Greta Van Fleet and Ghost. Of all of those, the only album I would even consider remotely worthy of this nomination was Ghost with uh, Prequel or Prequel. I don't know how they want you to pronounce it with the double L in there. The other albums, I don't know why you wouldn't swap out A Delta Sleep into one of those. I don't know why you wouldn't put Polyphia into this. I don't. There's so many good albums like Daughters. There was Idols. There were so many great rock albums that came out this year that just didn't get nominated. That's the problem with the Academy, and they they don't have a broad of a spectrum of like they don't really give a lot of those albums the the credit that they deserve because they want to just all talk about the big names the mm-hmm. whole time so and i felt that way about the rap you know albums and, and rap categories for sure a lot of the time like they didn't really even uh, that's the problem with the grammys i think they need to fix like i don't really feel like it's truly the best albums yeah it's it's not it, usually it, it, usually or it's just songs kind of like or one whatever. or two and then yeah. it's padded with 
ones that you can tell like oh yep the industry of course they like that album of yeah. course of course uh weezer is somehow still putting an album on best rock album of the year which yeah again makes no sense to me but so, i don't know i whatever. i wanted ghost to win i kind of knew greta was gonna going in greta took it away so mm-hmm. good for them i'm still not super impressed but you know hey you guys won a grammy so hopefully they can kind of build on their sound and get a little bit more unique uh and then i might like them a lot more than i do right now but uh, moving right on from that best r&b album yeah best r&b album now we actually do get to talk about uh the, like the artist i thought was gonna win best new artist earlier with her i mean i that was my personal pick too i really really wanted her to win my academy guest was leon bridges because that album got a lot of uh critical acclaim this year i know that you had mentioned it a lot and that you were a big fan of it yeah it was in my um, list yep i i wanted I wanted Leon Bridges, mm-hmm. although I wasn't going to be mad by any means if her won. Be- and that was probably would have been my second pick there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm not in any way, shape, or form upset. And Leon did come away with a, a, a Grammy a lot earlier uh, in the night anyway. So, that's fine. Yeah, Give it, it to her. She deserved it. Well, she I'm had a great year. Her. Oh, me too. Just, Rightfully so. I don't know if I'm, when I say that, I don't know if I'm using like pronoun version her or if I'm like, I don't really know. <laughs> It's very confusing. It's, it's very confusing to see that. Uh, you probably have to write that out to really understand. But no, I mean, she came away with, what, two Grammys, had that really good performance. So, I don't know, big, big night. So, the next category is best rap performance. So, I think we could both agree we wanted Anderson back. Absolutely. I thought for sure Sicko Mode was going to get it, though. That's what like, I thought. I had, like, there was no doubt in my mind. I was like, there's no way Anderson Pack wins this. And the, the twist here is that Anderson Pack did win. However, he tied with King's Dead. Of and I'm so songs. angry about that. It's Why so a tie? I don't understand the ties. I don't yeah. get it. Well, there was a bunch of ties this year, too. There was Weird. a couple others. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there was a bunch of ties. That shouldn't happen. Like, I don't know. I'm glad because I feel like if it wasn't a tie, they probably would have tipped King's Dead and not given it just solely to Bubbling. So I guess I'm happy that it kind of snuck in with the tie, but... It deserved it. Like, well, it deserved it over King's Dead. I'm pissed because Bubbling was Anderson Pack by himself. He had that whole charismatic song, the music video, the whole bit. Like, how popular that song was by himself. And King's Dead was Kendrick, J-Rock, Future, and James Blake with that ridiculously bad Future verse. So, like, I'm upset that King's Dead is tying Bubbling. It makes it seem like they're even it, close to the same realm of, like, I don't know how, like, well-produced and well-put-together of a song it is in general, and they're just not. They're in completely different leagues. Bubbling is way above it, but, hey, you know, Pack finally winning a Grammy, that's something I can definitely still be happy about. Me too. Regardless of it being a tie, I guess I'm happy for him, and hopefully next year he'll be able to actually come away with, like, a clean just win on whatever he releases this year if anything hopefully it'll actually just kind of solidify himself an award that he doesn't have to share agreed uh best rap song so i thought that well excuse me i wanted sicko mode out of this but then however as i was looking at the credits how many friggin' people wrote had writing credits on this so i almost was like tons yeah so after that i was almost more or less like eh i really don't want it to win now because of how many freaking people collaborated on it, but whatever. Well, that's one of those like surprising kind of behind-the-curtain things that you find out about a lot of big artists is they'll have so many people on their teams that end up getting credits on these songs. Mm-hmm. I think there was a big... There was a big example of that a couple of years ago, if I remember right, of um, when Beck and I think Beyonce were like the top two frontrunners for Album of the Year, and people were comparing the like list that of was writers. That right? I believe so. I believe so. And they were comparing the list of writers for it. And obviously Beyonce's album had a ton. It's a pretty highly produced album. That's going to have a ton of names, but Beck's album was like his name by itself. He had like written and, and Beck won that year. I believe. I, um, think, he, I think he beat out lemonade. If I'm not mistaken, I, he, I think he did. And that's why, and, oh, and people were upset that, uh, Beyonce lemonade. should have won. Yeah. And that was like the rebuttal that people were using. Of, okay. Well look at all these writers on here versus Beck's. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's definitely something that we're seeing a lot. It's really, really common that you just have a million writers and producers, mm-hmm. but that was a lot. That was more than I was expecting when they, when they, showed the list underneath that I thought Drake was gonna win this one though me too and I'm actually now glad that he did because that song was so big this year God's Plan yeah so and I dude I I will say this maybe one of my favorite moments from the Grammys was his I can't believe I'm saying this his acceptance speech man it was awesome it was such a good message I thought it was amazing it really was the fact that he basically was saying like this this award doesn't friggin matter like people you know spending their hard earned money on 
going and seeing you live. Exactly. Because that was his whole thing was like people are working all week long. They're taking that money. They're buying a ticket and they're driving like an hour through like rain or whatever to come and spend a night with you that they could spend that money anywhere else and have a great night. But they are putting their trust in you because they love your stuff. Yeah. And then he got cut off. Like yeah. he got cut off. At the, yeah. in the like I mean, obviously the Academy's not going to sit there and let them let, let him bash them like in on their own show, I guess. But that was a great, great message of like this award doesn't mean I'm making good music. You having dedicated fans means you're making good music. I, yeah. So, I, so power to Drake for that. that hats off awesome. to Drake. I'm I'm one of the most critical people of Drake sometimes, as much as I do like Drake. So I'm super, super happy that he was able to put out a message like that on, on a big stage. So yeah. good for Drake. They should have cut some of these other things a little shorter so they could have let him keep talking. Yeah. Speaking of which. <sighs> and finally, best rap album. Big sigh. Big yep. sigh. Big breath in before we have to talk about this. Oh, man. I mean, before we actually get into it, who did you want to win? I Let's, easily wanted Mac Miller. Yeah. Without question. I, give him the swimming. Yeah, yeah. One of my buddies, um, Aaron, shout out Aaron. He gave me uh, a bit of crap that swimming wasn't on my my list this year, mm-hmm. and I, I, so I went back and, and listened to it, and rightfully so. It was a fantastic album. It could have easily made my list. I uh, but but dude, just the fact that he died this year, like just tragically as he did, and just as a sort of artistic expression that swimming was this year that. I thought swimming. Or I, well, he was I really trying swimming. to push himself. He was trying to get outside of his he boundaries. He was really trying to, I don't know, get into areas of music that he normally hadn't had his like toes in yet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even though his tiny desk performance, it's not like he's this super accomplished vocalist out there. That's not what you expect, and it was still a really nice, endearing little performance. And it was it was cool to see him kind of evolving as an artist, and it just really really hurts to have that kind of taken away at that time. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I could definitely have seen. Mac like rightfully winning that. I I thought the Pusha was gonna get it because Daytona was massive and I I wanted well, well you him. wanted Pusha yeah I wanted yeah. I sorry I wanted Pusha to win it because I loved that album I thought it was gonna either be Pusha or Astro World that like were the ones that I wanted to have as my personal picks I thought Astro World was gonna win and I wouldn't have been mad if Astro should've. World won because yeah I I think uh, honestly either Pusha or Astro World should have I uh, one of those two because. But. It's just for as big as a year Travis had, and I thought that was maybe one of Travis's best albums. But my God, and you know what? I can't even say that I'm that surprised that they gave it to Cardi. Oh B. no, I knew I'm it not, was going to happen. That was, that was who I had picked as the who the Academy was going to give it to. Like I said, I thought Cardi B was going to sweep every category she was in, so I'm glad she didn't. But the fact that she came away with this one, and this is what makes me mad about the Grammys and the Academy as a whole, is that they just picked Cardi. I felt like for ratings, mm-hmm. and they gave her like a four to five minute like acceptance speech. And again, it was all based off the fact that when Cardi B gets airtime for whatever reason, it's people, content. Yes, it's, it's content. Yes. They're going to be able to take that, chop it up and put little clips and segments and get like easily tons and tons of articles out of that one video. Mm-hmm. Like you can put the video, mm-hmm. oh, here's Cardi B's acceptance speech and then here's Cardi B being relatable five times in her acceptance speech. Here's here's five noises that Cardi B made in her acceptance speech. <laughs> like it's it's just so much content that you give her a microphone and you're just kind of bound to have something at least remotely entertaining for audience that they're trying to cater to yeah which is why i expected them to give it to her i'm just ah man i'm just disappointed they had they had a chance to kind of really pick an album that um, there were three i thought really yeah Yeah. there were three really good uh choices there like again with swimming astro world and daytona yeah even um I was would have been okay. I didn't Nipsey think for Hussle? A, didn't think for a second Nipsey Hussle was going to get it. But my buddy Pano actually uh, was the one telling me a couple of weeks ago that he thought Nipsey Hussle was the best album of the year. It was before we even recorded huh. our top of 2018. I asked him what his favorite album was, and he said Nipsey Hussle, and that was actually the first time I listened to it. And I don't think I agreed that it was the best of the year. Maybe if I had more of a chance to listen to it before we recorded, I might have kind of snuck onto honorables. But so um, I'm sure that he was kind of happy to see that get nominated. But uh, so I was shocked it got nominated. Honestly, e- easily any Even of those four albums I thought were better than Cardi B. And mm-hmm. I don't All know. So, even even her acceptance speech, like we were saying, she was just kind of stuttering through most of it. There wasn't really much of a message there. She was kind of making it up on the spot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I that entire part of the Grammys was just a little disappointing for me. Mm-hmm. I, I was not uh, not happy with them for that. So overall, I thought it was a good. 
good night of music over like for the most part. I, I definitely it had its ups and downs, but that's yeah, expected. It's the that's, Grammys. It always does. So yeah, there were definitely like some high highs here. So I I would go back and kind of check out some of those performances that we talked about. I'm sure you can find videos of them on YouTube. Um, cause there there was some good stuff here, but man, I, I feel like the sour taste in my mouth left is just left from that rap album of the year and I don't know a few other a few other ones like that rock album that really kind of grinded me the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> as it sometimes does. All right, transitioning to homework. Yeah, homework for, for the for the for the listeners. So this time around, we're gonna give you guys uh, lucky number seven. So we're gonna give you guys seven tracks each. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna touch on each one. Uh, we might talk about a few of these. Yeah, like two or three. Yeah, we'll still say kind of what to expect out of the sound of them, but we kind of want to condense it a little bit with only really actually diving into a the background of, of a few of them. But what do you got for us this week? So for me, um, I'm gonna start off with. Uh, a song called Groundhog Day by a new Canadian rapper that's on the upcoming uh, his name's Golden G so definitely go check that track out I really like that a lot if you like if you like rap go, go give that one a, a listen um, I also have Billie Eilish Bury a Friend which I'm sure people have heard by now I'm super excited for her album I cannot wait to see what the sort of end result of that will be so if you haven't heard Bury a Friend go check that out it is weird it is interesting it's freaking awesome it's a trip go check it out Another track. It's a little older, a couple of years, a uh, couple of years old, but it's one of my favorites. Uh, I still go back and listen to it. It's called "In My Sleep" by John Connor, uh, a rapper that is kind of on, you know, sort of not really as popular. He was all over. He was on the Compton album. Yes, right? he was. I, I think that's mm-hmm. there was like a song with uh, Snoop Dogg, "One Shot, One Kill." I think yep. that was when I first heard about him. Yep. Uh, this is a really good track. Very vibey. The vocal samples gorgeous. It's it, it's very deep. It's got some good lyrics. I just. Go check it out. It's uh, really great. Uh, next track I have is Pizza Shop Extended. Uh, a posse cut with ID, IDK, Young Gleesh, MF Doom. Oh, this is the track we were listening to before we recorded. Yes, this, right? sir. Yes, sir. And Dell, the funky homo sapien. Again, posse cut. All four of them drop some pretty heat. Some great track. Uh, great verses, excuse me. Uh, the story that IDK comes with is is, is pretty amazing. Oh, this this song is actually off of his album that was I think two years ago. It was called "I Was Very Bad." Okay, loved that album a I don't lot. Think I've heard of it, so I have to go back and look. Go at back it. and check it out. This is a really great song. I, one of my highlights off this off this album. My fa- my highlight though of the song, despite the story being as as great as it is, uh, is the nostalgia that Dell, the funky Homo Sapien comes off of with his uh finally someone let me out of my cage right off the like, bat yeah right throw back to the gorillas yeah right back to that clint eastwood track so that was one of my favorite parts and the song is just a friggin' banger mm-hmm. so well you, you know how much i love uh gorillas because i was talking about them during yep. formative albums like yep. i'm a huge fan of that that group. oh great my next track is I'm All Right by the Brass Tracks and R. Lamar, which oh, you sent right. me. Yeah, stealing because, it from me. Yes. Well, I didn't sell well, <laughs> well, You sent it to me being like, yo, this is one of the dudes that you talked about on the very yeah, first you, episode. Did you see him live? Didn't you say that you saw I him? Did, uh, yeah, that's right. I did see him live. Bro, this is one of my favorite songs of the year so far. If this, again, if this doesn't make so my catchy. list. Bro, if this, isn't, if, the song, if this song does not make my year-end list, this is going to be an amazing year for songs. It's like, it's jazzy. The horn section is incredible. I think Arlamar has one of the best vocal performances I've heard from him. Uh, it, it, like I said, easily one of my favorite songs of the year so far. If you just want a song that is catchy and fun and just going to make you bounce, definitely go give that one a listen. Shout out my, my, my boy Danny. Uh, he sent me this track called Bedroom by Litany. It came out 2017, and oh my my God, it is beyond catchy. It's got like a nice neo-soul, like 80s vibe with some great synths. It's mellow. Um, I have been putting this song on repeat for like weeks a week now at least if not more uh this is a song that'll have you coming back again and again and again please go get this get this song a listen danny thank you for showing this to me this is this is it's a good one awesome actually or it was, it was either danny or i think it might have been his girlfriend who shout out hannah made our friggin logo for yeah. us so basically the face of the turntable teachers exactly so whichever one of you guys i can't remember who which one of you guys gave it to me but regardless i'll shout you both out great mm-hmm. track bedroom litany go give it a listen and the last song I want to talk about is one that I have been playing so much since I stumbled across these 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 two. Hold You Back by the Emotional Oranges. I remember you sending me this not that long ago. So these guys, man, or these, these, this duo, I should say, because it's a guy and a girl, and they're a brand new R&B duo that came out late 2018. They dropped two songs uh, towards the back end of the year. They are super under the radar, though. Like, 
Nobody knows really much about them at all and they will not reveal themselves. The only time that they've come out with, uh, they haven't even talked to anybody. I think they, they had a, I think I believe it was Pitchfork. Uh, they had an email interview back and forth. They won't show their faces. They won't show so it's a very, who, where like, they're from. Daft Punk type Yeah, thing, like. gorillas potentially. Like, yeah. like very just kind of introverted and they don't want like anybody to really know who they are yet for whatever reason. And so nobody actually, nobody's really like seen them or anything yet. It's like, it's nope. actually, wow. So that, that's almost reminded me of this like guitarist that I know. I'm going down a rabbit hole, but Buckethead, because he has a whole persona that nobody knows his actual name, what he looks like. Mm -hmm. They only know Buckethead. But mm -hmm. anyway, sorry. And they only have three songs out, but the one they've dropped in 2019 is called Hold You Back, like I said, and it actually samples Drake, the drum line from Drake's Just Hold On, We're Going Home. Oh, I love that song. Yes, but if they use it so much more tastefully, I think, than uh, Drake does. And it's very, the, the the vibe around it, around that drum line is very airy. Uh, the girl vocalist, again, they don't have names. I don't know who the frick they are, like, in terms of names. But the girl vocalist is definitely my favorite part of the, of the song. So, I digress. Go check out that track. It's, it's so good. So, that, those are my songs from this week. Uh, good little variety there. Some rap, some R&B. Um, covering a lot of ground for everybody. Yeah. So ho hopefully something anybody would like. Yep. Some jazz, some funk. So, so all that stuff. I'll kind of throw a equally uh, sporadic list at you. The first one I'm going to suggest is this track I've been listening to a lot uh, recently called Lazy Minds by this group Mo Lauda and the Humble. Um, it kind of almost reminds me of the type of rock that we were hearing in maybe the early to mid 2000s, uh, kind of around when Foo Fighters had released uh, The Pretender, where it was all those songs that kind of had like really mellow verses that built up into these really big choruses. But the selling point for this band is the guy's voice. He has this natural rasp that comes into his voice when he starts hitting his higher notes that is just so cool and unique sounding to me. So Lazy Minds, Molata, and The Humble, check them out. I have a rap song from the rapper Blue, who I haven't... I love this track. Like, I haven't listened to him in a while. I think he had an album called, like, A Dream Deferred or something like that back in maybe 06 that I listened to. But Blue, the name of the track is The Lost Angels Album. He has some fantastic flows on this. I think he does what he really does best of kind of keeping his style really mellow while still, I don't know, matching whatever the energy of the track needs. He's not one of those dudes that's going to come out and start yelling into a microphone and get way too hyped for his own good. He knows how to kind of keep it restrained when it needs it. So I would definitely suggest that. I know that you said that you were a huge fan I love that fan track. You track. showed it to me and I think it's fantastic. So yeah. I love it. And they came out really recently. So it makes me think there's going to be a new album coming. So there is. I'm keeping my eyes there out is. for that. It's actually on pre-order pre uh, on iTunes right now. No kidding. So, so that's, and hopefully that's like that'll be coming out soon so I'm sure we'll end up talking about that yep then after that I have a uh, hardcore song that is actually one of my buddy's bands uh, it's this band called Crafter um, I'm gonna suggest the song Collecting Losses they have two out right now off of their new album if you like hardcore if you like I think they're really trying to go for a more melodic angle on it too with um, actual substance in their lyrics like the this track uh, Collecting Losses is actually all about kind of like worldwide conflict and how people are really quick to move on and kind of forget that there's people all across the world still actively fighting wars and fights that most people in your everyday life don't really know anything about so it's not something that I'm used to hearing out of hardcore music it's not kind of like the depth of lyricism I'm used to hearing so I've been a big fan of them they they are touring all around the country to like basement shows little venues and they're more or less just trying to use that money to get them to the next location um, I've been trying to catch them when they've been around here almost every single time and I've always ended up having something fall through but Crafter Collecting Losses a huge fan of this track and whatever they're going to end up dropping in the near future the next song I'm going to suggest is actually kind of going back a ways to I believe like the early 2000s uh, with the rap group Idea and Abilities this was the rapper Idea the DJ Abilities um, they were on Rhyme Sayers the song is called Smile it's uh, kind of this almost uh, a very laid back and chill with a melancholy atmosphere type rap song. But the whole thing is basically about how when everything around you is going wrong and like things aren't really going your way to keep a smile on your face and idea talking about how he's still smiling through all of his struggles and troubles and tribulations of life. Unfortunately, idea did pass away. Uh, maybe I want to say like 10, somewhere between 10 and 15 years ago. But his music is great. I'll, this is one of the first rappers I ever really listened to, so has a 
place in my heart. Tierra Whack has a full-length song Coming that, I'm, that I mentioned from, like, the very beginning of this episode uh, called Only Child. It's super chill. It's super laid back. It almost is like a sleepy style delivery, um, which we definitely heard on her little 15-minute long album. So I'm so excited about this because this means she has an album coming out. It means that we're going to get music. Don't be tardy. Listen yeah. to it. Don't yeah. be me. Listen to it now. Listen Don't to it me. now. And we won't, have to, we won't have to write you up for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, second to last, I have this group, uh, OWL. It's O-W-E-L, all caps. And the song is Snow Globe. I mean, this made it on my list because it's been snowing like hell recently here. And this is kind of the song I've been listening to whenever I've had to go out and brave the blizzard. <laughs> um, it's really chill. Like it's it. kind of this rock alternative uh, feel. I, I almost don't want to put rock into it, though, because that makes people think there's going to be some kind of like driving guitars. They use harmonics very tastefully well in this song. It's it's just very atmospheric. I'm a big fan of, uh, I don't know, like the vibe this puts out. And my last song that I'm going to suggest, and, you know, it wouldn't be a Cody recommendation list without a weirdly named band. Shout out to Grace for showing this band to me. It's Rainbow Kitten Surprise with a song called, it's called Freefall. Now, there's been a couple songs by them I've been listening to. And I know Mike's, you can't see this, but I'm like he's shaking, shaking my shaking head very... Head. Not shaking my head in terms of like it's weird. No, 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 no sorry. Not, oh, shaking my head, not shaking my head in terms of like it's bad. That was what I meant. I'm shaking my head because like I'm confused. It's weird. Oh, it's very confusing. Called? Rainbow Kitten Surprise. So um, Grace that's, had told that's, me that's that she up. had seen them in a live show and basically had the same response. Like up next is Rainbow Kitten Surprise and the collective audience's eyebrows all raised up a little bit and like, okay, let's see what they got for us. And it blew everyone away. It was like one huh. of the best performances of, uh, I can't remember what uh, like concert or festival this was at, something down in the South. Um, but so this band, it's super catchy. They use vocal harmonies in almost every single one of their song, which, songs, which you know wins me over almost right away. The first second of this one, and it's called Free Fall, is like five different vocal parts coming over each other, kind of harmonizing and stuff. It's super unique. I can't really relate it to anybody else yet other than Rainbow Kitten Surprise. So I would, I would definitely check them out. They are on my radar now. Hopefully they give me something new to listen to soon. Cool. But that kind of rounds up my uh, my seven. Sweet. So those songs will be on a playlist for you, uh, all to check out on Apple or Spotify, whichever streaming platform that you use. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Good episode, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Turntable Teachers uh, for all of the latest buzz surrounding our podcast. And um, for our daily songs uh, that we'll post there, and also you can find playlists, yeah, check links, the stories. Yep. We're posting a lot more songs on the stories now, so if there's ever any recommendations that didn't quite make these lists, we can give them to, give it to you uh, like that way, a little yep. bit quicker. Yep, all our content you can find there. Uh, without further ado, so yeah, I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the Turntable Teachers, and class is dismissed. <laughs>